Hello and uh, welcome once again to Podcast in the Woods. As always, I am your host, Boomer, and joining me as always is my wonderful and amazing co-host, Gabby. How are you doing today, Gabby? I'm sober today. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, that, that's a good thing, uh, especially change. after all shenanigans that we uh, that ensued in paranormal activity. But <laughs> so it's good. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit different. I know. Uh, but that actually, though, that was a that was a good time. I had a, I had a lot of fun recording. I think one. of all of the movies, though, Paranormal Highway is definitely one that you would want to watch or talk about drunk. Oh, yeah. I should have been a little bit drunk for this one, too. Um, I'm kind of glad I wasn't because I feel like there are things in this that I missed anyway. So if I would have been if I would have been drunk, then, um, yeah, I, I no, not watching no it. idea. God, I would have vomited. No, uh, <laughs> just talking about it. Talking about <laughs> uh, today, guys, uh, yeah, we um, have kind of hinted around or I kind of hinted around at what we're going to be talking about, but we are going to be bringing you the 2016 French film, well, French Belgian co-production Raw, and uh, it is very highly acclaimed. But before we get into the movie, before we get into all that, we have a very, very special guest with us today. Uh, he is an amazing, amazing podcaster himself, uh, and we are so excited. So once again, welcome into the woods, the Vern from Cinema Recall. How are you doing, my friend? Hello. Uh, thank you very much, Boomer, Gabby, for having me on the show. And I am somewhat between sober and drunk, but I made it drunk again after the show because uh, actually... Uh, I've taken a little pause for my Predator Marathon watch for this podcast. So very excited. But yes, uh, I've kind of been doing some day drinking. So I'm a little pausing right now to be on here to talk about this French coming of age drama disguised as a horror film. Or it's a horror film disguised as a coming of age drama. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on. But Thank you so much, Boomer and Gabby, for having me back on the woods. I'm extremely excited and happy to be here. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is good to have you again, my friend. Yeah, we uh, we had such a blast uh, talking about Evil Dead. Oh, and yes. uh, yeah, and uh, wow, what was the other one we talked about? Grizzly Rage. Grizzly Rage, <laughs> which is oh, uh, <laughs> with the best puppet hands that yeah, horror ever had. Those yeah. puppet bare hands were just epic. Yeah, one of these days I'm gonna have to subject Gabby to that. Uh, She's and... never seen Grizzly Rage. Not punishing me. No. The magic of Grizzly Rage. <laughs> you should yeah, do like it... a live stream commentary. Oh my goodness, that would be such a great idea. And I'll, and I'll do that. Gladly be on that with you, Gabby. I will be there really? to comfort oh, to you. Just be then. like. It's gonna be okay. Just, just hate watch with this with fun. We'll bring beers and uh, liquid enhancements and all that stuff. I, as soon yeah. as you say alcohol, I don't care what it is. I'll do it. That's fine. Yay! <laughs> yeah, kind of like friend. 
<laughs> the, the kind of like the Vernon mentioned, Gabby, there is one scene in this. Uh, we're not going to go through Grizzly Larry today, but uh, but there's a scene in this where one of the stagehands or whoever puts on like bear gloves and just starts mauling one of the actors with them. Uh, it it oh, is. Yes. I think grabs him by the grabs him by the ankles and and drags him away. Yep. <laughs> oh my god! Like you do as a bear. <laughs> uh, but that yeah, that that film is magic. But so well, some people would say uh, that the film that we're going to talk about today is is magic. Uh, it is something I will, I will say that. And Gabby, this was your pick today. And why did you choose raw? Um, because I decided when I joined you that I would challenge myself and watch movies and suggest movies that are things that I don't normally watch. And I would never get around to watching them unless I had a reason to. So this is one of those movies. Yeah, awesome. Uh, we I, there was some other film that we talked about um, like that as well. But yeah, I am. Uh, I I've, I know that I have subjected you to a few that you never would have watched and uh, probably never needed to. <laughs> but but you I know liked what? most of them. I mean, I'm That's still true. mad at you for Paranormal Highway, but. <laughs> <laughs> the drinks were strong. That was great. I don't blame you for that one bit. <laughs> uh, Vern, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that you had seen this one uh, before. So uh, take us back. What was your first experience like with uh, with? So Raw? I saw Raw when it came out to theaters. And I saw this movie mainly because I saw news articles. I saw something on the news saying that people were fainting after watching the movie, because when it premiered at Cannes or Sundance, some sort of film festival, uh, there was a news report saying someone was feeling sick or ill and that people were fainting after watching this movie. And anytime I see any type of news articles or things promoting a horror movie this way, in my mind, I gotta go, well, <laughs> really? All right, <laughs> challenge me, movie. All right, I wanna see how sick you can absolutely make me. And I got into the theater, opening weekend when it came out, and I was grossed out at some parts, but I was actually very surprisingly moved by this movie. Uh, as much as it's a story about a girl who becomes a cannibal, it's also a story about a woman coming into her own and developing her own identity. It's also a story very much about sisters and a sisterly bond with each other because uh, both actors of this have such a great bond with each other they almost feel like sisters themselves uh grants uh Marilliner, i apologize grants i'm not good with french names and ella rumpf uh, uh grants Marilliner plays justina lee character and ella rumpf is Alexia, our her sister and they have really great chemistry with each other and her her character Grinch's military great how do you pronounce the beer Grinch G R A N A N C E is it Grants? Ah, uh, Grant. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm yeah. I, I'm terrible with names. I'm terrible with names as well. But uh, Garrants or yeah, Garrants. I don't know. But her character Justine is a woman who's been kind of shut in 
by her parents. She's been raised as a vegetarian uh, her whole life, basically since, you know, birth. And at the beginning of the movie, uh, they're at the sort of like cafeteria and she's eating vet, like just potatoes and they find a piece of meat and her mom just like freaks out. And so it just seems that her parents- Her mom is a French Karen, by the way. Very much so, yes. <laughs> talk to, yes. <laughs> Let me talk to your manager, yeah. Yeah. Um, but as the, so she's been sheltered this whole life. She's going to this new school and it's at this time in college when you start to develop your identity because you're away from your parents. They no longer have any control over you anymore. And so you have the ability to be who you always were. And the movie also the movie also has to say a lot about identity in a way and about um, you know your upbringing from your parents and about genetics. And so uh, Justine's always had the sort of feelings inside of her. And as much as her parents tried to suppress it, see, I always I always thought of like the idea of her being a cannibal as being sort of like a metaphor for like sex and yeah. how her parents are trying to repress those urges inside of her, those animalistic urges. And that no matter how badly her parents have tried to suppress this, it's in nature. It's something that she's always going to have and develop. And I, feel like so every, does, I feel like every scene of her eating flesh though was very sexual. Yes. It felt sexual. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And it's just that element of her trying to, you know, be her own person and just kind of like given to it. And so I thought it was a very great kind of a coming of age movie. Uh, it had really some gorgeous cinematography. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that, something that stuck out to me as well was that, uh, that even that opening shot uh, of, you know, the road, um, in the, you know, the field and the, the trees along, alongside it, you know, just shot at that low angle was just superb. Yeah, and I thought the music was just really great. And this is uh, at director Julia DeCornell's first movie. I mean, this is the first thing she ever directed. She didn't direct any sort of like commercials or music videos. Like this is the first thing that she directed. And I, I, I gotta say, despite, you know, whether you like or dislike this movie, that's kind of be a major achievement. And her second feature, Titan, won the Palme d'Or at Cannes. So, and she's like not even in her 30s. So, hey, you know, shout out to you. I don't know how you did what you did, but I always got respect women in film and women that, you know, get their stuff out there. But uh, what about you, Gabby? Uh, what was your first experience with Raw? This. Yeah, this, this was her, yeah. Oh, okay, this, this was her. okay, sorry, okay. Yeah, this was, this is the first time I've watched it. And um, I'm glad that I get to hear your perspective on it because I'm not a gore person at all sure. i understand okay and i mean i i knew what the movie was about so obviously i expected something i'm glad that you are giving a little bit more of a story because i got to a point that i couldn't i couldn't care anymore okay it's too gross for me personally sure no i get you know, that well yeah was there like a certain part that, that just had you go, okay, that's it. I'm, I can't do anymore. Was there a certain scene or. I mean, when she ate the finger, oh. that was fucking awful. Oh. 
think part of what disturbed me so much about it was that it felt so like that's your sister's finger ew the look that her sister has yeah was like she's like shot and then her sister's like really yeah. Maybe my finger? Seriously? Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, when the sister woke up and she saw her sister staring at her and that little tear, like that, that one tear that came down her sister's cheek, yeah. I mean, it was sad. Um, but then it was, no, it wasn't really one thing. It See, was, I tried oh, to that no, I know exactly what it was. Okay. The hair. <laughs> oh, yeah i i got there before her and we you know i talked about it and i'm and i like that scene i really really um like that scene because you get you know you begin to see uh the breakdown of her character and you know just how her uh desires are you know kind of beginning to you know beginning to take over um her as a person and and you know just crash and you know interrupt her entire world her entire being and so i i really really dug the 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 hair scene it's funny like the the scene that got me um and it's it's so weird because it's so it's it's kind of a quick scene and i'm i'm probably sure nobody else would point to it but was at the very beginning when they're doing uh the operation on the horse or not even an operation but it's like uh you know when they're prepping the horse for whatever procedure and they're sticking like the tube down its throat um that for whatever reason that just made my skin crawl um and it was it was really really hard for me to watch uh you know that that entire scene like everything else um i was okay because i am kind of a gore hound uh, and you know, I, I love uh, a disturbing movie, sure. but for whatever reason, that's the thing that got me in this film. I I can get that. I yeah, I, I know they were prepping the horse for some sort of like they're trying to like just put to sleep for some sort of like operation. Mm-hmm. That's what they had to do to make that happen. Uh, to get into uh, your mention of your scene, Gabby, about um the finger eating scene and the sister crying, I kind of took that as the sister is sort of seeing her sister becoming like her. And that's what's making her sad. Not so much that she's eating her finger. It's just that, oh, wow, you are becoming just like me. Yeah, and and to see that reflected back on yourself it has to be awful. It's, it's a little twisted because she's like, oh, I was kind of hoping you wouldn't be like me. And I saw us both being sad and maybe in a little bit of weird way joy because now they have something to like bond over like a little yeah. bit more. Like their they're craving for human flesh makes them more connected. Uh, and as we learn later on, uh, and also as some of that kind of like tears at them apart a little bit, but also binds them, uh, especially uh, once revealed later on that her sister was taking videos of Justine uh, craving for human flesh and kind of exploiting that, and they get into a fight. It becomes like this biting fight match, like this bite yeah. fight. Yeah. I don't know what to describe it, but it's a bite fight. Two sisters are biting at each other, and I'm calling it a bite fight. And while they're biting at each other, and they're looking at each other's eyes, there's like a sense of, yes, we are family. 
we are definitely connected uh, and I'm angry with you, but I'm still going to like love you and support you. It's kind of like how we do with like family members. Sometimes we get mad at family members and we may hate them at a certain moment and begin to face with them, but we're always going to love them. And there seemed to be like this sort of like bond happening with them while they're fighting. If I, I might be the one that got that. I don't know about you, Boomer. Yeah, I, I did, you know, and I got the connection. Um, I'll tell you, um, and I, well, let me, let me ask you too, and maybe, maybe you can explain it to me because something that kind of threw me off as, uh, as far as the narrative was concerned, um, and, you know, kind of like what you talked about in that, the, the scene where the sister kind of comes to the realization that, uh, Justine is, is becoming like her. Um, but what kind of threw me off was that her sister was kind of the instigator to begin with, where she makes her eat the rabbit kidney and to go along with that, like, you know, her parents are forcing her to be a vegetarian. So she stays away from meat. So, because they know, you know, they obviously they've had some experience with Alexa in dealing with those issues. Um, but they send her to the same school, knowing that these are going to be the, you know, the initiation things that she's going to have to do. Um, and so I, I didn't get either one of those things, uh, you know, to connect it back to them trying, you know, her whole family, both her sister and, uh, her parents trying to protect her from that lifestyle. I think it happens to every parent, you know, every parent wants to protect their kids from all the things that happen when you grow up, uh, whether it be, you know, sex or, uh, drugs or alcohol, they're always going to try to steer you clear from those elements. But it's also something that can't be controlled. So I don't, I think that they sent her back to the same school, uh, not just because it was a school that they went to. Um, I just thought the parents sent her there just because they know very well that they can't control it. Or maybe they thought that, hey, we raised her to have the right choices we know that she's not going to do the same things that well, the way that the mother done. reacted in the diner. No, I think that the parents, I think honestly didn't believe that it would happen because when you see the way that the mom reacts in the diner to that little piece of meat being in her vegetables, that you can tell that you know, and Alexia explains a little bit about it at the end, or the dad does, that, you know, she started having those cravings and she didn't try to hide it or, you know, whatever. And I think the parents realized their mistake with Alexia. And I think that's why they were so strict with Justine. So I think that the parents really did believe that Justine would get there and she would rather be one of the outcasts that it would, she did actually, she, she would have rather, mm -hmm. but Alexia forced her. I think the parents didn't realize that Alexia would do that. That's my Yeah. Opinion. No, I can. Okay. I was just going to say that. Yeah, that makes, all right. That, that makes mo uh, so much more sense than I, yeah, I was having, I was having so much trouble, like wrapping my, uh, wrapping my mind around that. It's like, you know, um, you know, that she's being put in this situation of temptation, um, you know, when, I don't know, there just seemed to be so many more, you know, easier avenues that, that, that they could have taken. But that makes, that makes so much sense that, 
yeah, you know, that they, they were, they were strict and they thought that they had got it right this time. And then, um, you know, that she hasn't up until this point, you know, which is college age or whatever, you know, she hadn't shown those tendencies up until now because they'd, they'd been so careful. And so they thought that maybe, you know, that, that they were able to, you know, to head that off. So that makes that, that does, that makes so much more sense now. Yeah. And the, uh, just like, yeah, as a uh, damage before too, yeah, I'm sure they just kind of knew it, but the way that she was raised uh, that also goes into a lot of themes about the movies the fact that you cannot control what your kid is going to do once they leave the home um and i just like the whole fact of the her enjoyment of meat start off small like a little rabbit kidney and it isn't after she eats like one rabbit kidney then she starts developing this weird rash all over her body yes. and that's the part that made me cringe the part of the peeling skin that was the part oh, when yeah. i saw that in theaters and a large screen i was like oh oh and that woman oh, pulls her skin that. off of her i mean this yes. movie my whole stomach <laughs> turned. This movie yeah be sick. but the whole the whole idea of just having that uncontrollable it's right there just for meeting a piece of meat um, i have a question then, sure is this like a a, a genetic thing like a really extreme form of pica or are we to deduce that there's some sort of a supernatural element to this hmm I, i'm gonna go the other route i don't think it's really supernatural nothing is ever really ex explained or or even kind of hints toward that but i just i feel like ew like how does that run in your family Ew. The whole like want to eat like eat human flesh. Yeah. 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 I don't know. But then again, I never tried it. Maybe human flesh is the best tasting thing ever. <laughs> and we'll never know how good it is. Years and years ago, there used to be a food product back in like the very early days of the internet. Like the everybody being on the internet kind of thing. Um, that there was a company that they produced and sold Hufu. Yes, I heard about this. Yeah, human flavored tofu. Yeah, you they don't make it anymore. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's crazy. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I learned about I it in my uh, cooking class senior year of high school. Did they have any there? <laughs> no. 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 By okay. the time I thought about it years later, I was like, I wonder, I wonder if you can get that. Like, is that really real? And I Googled it and it was real, but you couldn't buy it anymore. Couldn't buy human human tofu anymore. Yeah, human right? How do they even test that stuff? I mean, because I mean, I've tasted my skin before, and um, I've tasted you know girls I've dated their skin before too. But I never I would like devour that. I don't know. But like I said, maybe it's something that we will just never imagine. It's one of those like forbidden pleasures, like in the world, like human flesh would be the best tasting thing that we'll never get to experience. I'm hoping that when I die and people want to uh, devour my body, I'm all for that. Maybe when I get older, my meat will just become more tenderized, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, I imagine that would be good slathered with some Arby's sauce because I'm from <laughs> Minnesota. And I just bad little Arby's, little horsey sauce right there. Yeah, I think, I think it'd be good. I think I, you know, oh, to yeah. answer your question. I think I just think that this uh, just may be uh, the worst werewolf movie that I've ever seen. Uh, okay. <laughs> One of the reviews that I read about this after I watched it was that this was a cross between something and Ginger Snaps. 
And there's a lot of Ginger oh. Snaps vibes in this movie, I feel. Oh, the, the sisters? Yeah. I can, yeah. Okay, I can kind of see this, the sisters' vibes. Um, I, I'm trying to think of like a good, like, coming of age. You know what? Okay, um, uh, maybe like, uh, what's that show with uh, Claire Danes? My So Called Life. Oh, God, I love that show. My So Called Life, Mrs. Ginger Snaps or something like that. Just, you know, this story about a woman you know, developing, you know, her own sexuality, her own identity. And then uh, you also have a uh, cannibal story with it. Almost like, uh, what's that one movie about cannibals that's very notorious? Cannibal Holocaust. Okay. Yeah. Is I'm this trying to think like, of one I've that never was... been able to sit through Cannibal Holocaust. The scenes of her Just... eating. The flat, oh, and the raw chicken in front of the fridge made me want to die. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Can you imagine? Do- the te- because we all know the feel, like the hand feel of raw chicken. Can you imagine the texture of raw chicken? Have you ever had like beef carpaccio or tartare or anything like that? That awful, awful texture of the raw beef. Oh, Can you sure. imagine the texture of a raw chicken? Yeah. I, I can't. I cannot. Is this, is that what Cannibal Holocaust looks like? When the, worse. Like, it's worse worse yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's pretty bad there's a there's a reason why it's been banned in yeah, so many countries yeah it just it gets <laughs> kind of gory if you're gonna do like a cannibal movies i probably recommend um eli ross green inferno first of all and if you can handle green inferno then you can handle cannibal holocaust and that's the best i will way. be yeah. steering clear of both of them fair enough for your advice thank you very much okay fair enough i'm, I'm good just, you know it's like there's like a little gateway here. So you saw Raw, you had a hard time with the Raw, then maybe Green Inferno is not the best one for you. So yeah, fair enough. Hey, um, I am all about, yeah, the gateways. Like uh, we watched uh, One Miss Call and I'm, you know, to ease into Takashi Miike, oh, you know? Oh, sure. And I'm like, hey, you know, we got through this and it's a little crazy. So now we can bump it up maybe, you know, and then on down the road, we'll get to Ichi the that's Killer. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the most extreme one of uh, Takashi Miike's work. Yeah. Uh, um, I- but, but one way, thing, one review, thing I was. I think that you guys oh. will find this a little bit interesting. That review that I said that it was something mixed with ginger snaps. It was Suspiria. Oh, okay. I can see some of the Suspiria vibe, especially That's with the really color palette. Yeah. That's used in a lot yeah. of scenes. You know, it's clear that Julia DiCarno had a lot of influences. Not only that, but it's, it's it's kind of dream. There there's several scenes in here that are kind of dreamlike, yeah. where. Um, I, you know, I totally expected that it to be one of those things. Like one, one of the ones. I mean, just two of them. Uh, the the hair scene is one, and the other one when uh, she's suffering from withdrawals. Um, and I totally expected her to like wake up or or something, and this not be actually what's happening. But no, I mean, it you know it handles everything like you know this is this is what's what's going on. So I could yeah, I I, I definitely get the Suspiria vibes as well. That's really good. Uh, well, uh, besides you know I mentioned our two cast members. Uh, Grandsa Mariller uh, as Justine and Ella Ramph as Alexia. We should also mention Raba Nait Outfella, who plays the roommate um, Adrian. And he actually does have a lot to add and also kind of helps develop Justine's obsession for meat in a way, too. Because, yes, even though Claire, or sorry, Alexia did give Justine, you know, the rabbit kidney. It was Adrian that actually gave, you know, let's see, her first taste of real meat in a sandwich. You know, that was, you know, 
her because yeah. she's been eating raw meats which uh, I remember that scene too, Gabby, when she's eating that. I'm like, well, shit, that actor had, she had to do a lot of takes of her doing that sequence. And that's just amazing commitment. Was uh, that real raw fact. chicken? Oh, yeah. She ate real raw chicken? I'm pretty sure she did. No, I'm, I'm, no I, that's not I can't imagine. Craft. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> what, what uh leonardo dicaprio ate a like ate a real like calf liver or something didn't he for um oh what was that what was that one movie um that he he did the bear one uh, the wilderness movie yeah oh, the, the revenants yeah the revenants yeah yeah the oh Revenant. he did oh yeah he, yeah, he uh ate like a real calf liver uh i also don't uh, think you that's know. dedication i think that's weird i think you wanted to try and i'm sorry i was i was misinformed the raw chicken that uh, he she ate is not actually raw chicken. It was Please actually Jesus. it was revealed it was sugar. Sugar, it actually, oh, so it was like candy. Is actually sugar. Ew. Yeah. So that's I was, so it was like a it was like a big a big gummy bear chicken. It thing. was a big gummy thing. Yes. <laughs> Did was, you have to be the wrong. candy factory that's like, hey, we got an order. <laughs> gummy raw chicken. Yeah. <laughs> we need fingers and we need chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy that's like three months from retirement is like, Are you kidding me? I gotta do this. I'm getting now. too old for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. Um, something I was gonna ask uh, about, and you guys, um, you know, t- touched on a little bit. You know, there are so many themes um, in this. Uh, you know, I mean, whether you want to touch on you know, relationships with your family or uh, addictions or, um, you know, animal rights versus, you know, the rights of, of people, you know, and all, all those kinds, all those kinds of things. And it's a, it's a very, very deep and, and, and smart movie, but I was wondering, um, and Gabby, we'll start with you this time. How do you think the movie handles uh, its themes? Do you think it's um, effective or was it effective for you? Or is it just so over the top that it's like, you could not get into the message of the movie? Well, having grown up with a sister, a little sister, and there was just two of us, so I was the oldest of two. Um, I I think I identified more with Alexia than I did Justine. And don't get me wrong, when my sister was young, she was not a wonderkind and she was not straight A's and at all. But um, she was that little innocence. And when she started coming out of her shell, there was something, I mean, because you know, when she, when she develops the craving, she starts to come out of her shell. She wants to wear that dress and she wants to go to the party and get drunk and find someone to take home and I mean, eat, but you know, um, (laughs) a little bit different, a little bit, but like when all of those things started happening, when my little sister had her first boyfriend and her first dance and, you know, she wanted to start going out with her girlfriends to the mall on the weekends. It was like, there was, there is that little tiny part of you that like turns into like mini mom that you're just like, I have to do everything I can to protect her from everything that I've already done and seen. Mm -hmm. And I can't stop her from doing it, but I can at least kind of guide her in the right direction. Because Alexia, I feel like the first scene that we see, that we see her in, she's a screw up. Yep. Yeah, at the scene the part at the party. Yeah, which is when she's all fucked up and like. Butt. Yeah, yeah, and I think we can see that, and I think that she knows that about herself, and I think part of her wants to share that because 
you already have such a bond as a sister with another, you know, as sisters, you already have that bond. But when you can find something that you have in common, especially if it's weird, it's more than if you had a friend that turned out to have that same craving. Because you think that's why she keeps or the rabbit kidney in the hopes that you know they'll have something to bond over and yeah i don't know if it was much the rabbit kidney i think the rabbit kidney scene reminded me of like when it was like it's not that big a deal just do it well i don't want to i'm scared you're don't be scared you know and then you don't you're still a sister you're not a mother so you don't get that instinct to be like guide them gently into it it's that big sister thing kicks in and it's like quit fucking whining about it and just do it i did yeah. it what what is the problem you know i think that a little bit of that i think that when she really wanted to cement that bond and 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 guided her into it and do it together was when she caused the car crash ah she very unashamedly yeah. and very unabashedly just walked right up to the window and started eating that guy's scalp you know and then Which when is- justine was like what the hell are you doing yeah. she turned around like what do you mean no, we can do this now together. This is great. And that's also takes place after uh, the finger eaten scene. Yeah. And it was kind of like both funny and sad. The fact that um, Alexia tells the parents that the dog ate the finger so that the sister would get in trouble. Uh, and they said they put the dog down. Um, but, and I was very sad about that until the end. And when I saw it back, I'm like, all right, well, they, they, they didn't do the dog. So they, cool. All right. Um, yeah. But those are very good points that you made, Gabby. Um, yeah. About and then like the sexual the awakening theme in it, I think was, I mean, it was explored, but yeah. she's eating people while she's having her sexual awakening. So no, I'll pass. Um, I didn't really, didn't affect me that much. Um, I don't know if this is a theme or if I just took it as a theme, but learning who you are, I thought that was very, very well, very well explored. It's right. it's like watching Sesame Street. Yeah. Learn about who you are and, and even if you love human flesh, it's okay, just be who you are. Yeah. Yeah, there's somebody out there that loves you. We wanna be. Yeah. Eating human meat. <laughs> Sesame Street for psychos. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I I missed that episode on PBS somehow. Oh well, it's a great one. All right. <laughs> it's Leather okay, face. Bert. It tastes great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it had crypt the frog and leather face. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, the one thing that that resonated with me the most that I identified with the most, and I think that there are any girls out there listening, I think we've all been through this, falling in love with your gay best friend and having your heart broken because you know that it'll never happen when he yelled at her in that class and it was just like, hmm. Well. You know, he's like, I am gay. And it's like, you know, but... I like you. You know, it that the forbiddenness. She's finally giving into something that's always felt forbidden. Only yeah, because she was something that is absolutely forbidden. Uh, yeah, I know that she knew that he was gay. Yeah, uh, but, but then she he had, had sex this. With her. Und- 
yeah, she had this undivided attraction and then they got together and they had sex. So she's thinking, and this is a woman that's never had sex before. And so she's thinking, I had sex with this person. He's going to automatically love me. Yeah. Automatically. That's, you know, in her mind, thinking, of course, you're going to love me. Yeah. And he's like, sorry, it's a one night thing. Uh, this is who I am. I've been this way for a long time. It's took me a while to do this. So, and he's like, I can't do this. We'll be friends, but I'm not going to be involved in a relationship with you. And that uh, hurts her a little bit. Uh, but I do like the fact that the Adrian is still very supportive of her. And he's the one that he's the guy that actually tells her uh, about the video that her sister made of her and is a person that's always going to be protecting. Um, I want to talk just briefly a little bit about the school and the staff and how they're able to have all this hazing going on because the first night they're there, all the older students throw their beds out the window and take all their stuff and force them to stand in this hallway with their underwear. And I've heard about hazing before in, in, in schools and movies. And... I recently rewatched Dazed and Confused. And this takes oh, the I whole movie. I do <laughs> too. But the hazing of this movie is a lot uh a lot more insane. Are you listening to me? Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm all right. All right. Um so guys, uh this is uh, kind of interesting, uh, but <laughs> Gabby is no longer with us in the middle of this recording because of some technical issues. So oh, I, uh, I thought she got hungry. I thought she was craving <laughs> some human flesh. I'll talk about food. I'll talk about yeah. food. She's like, I gotta go find some human flesh. So I'm pretty sure she left to do that. No, no. But yeah. So uh, it is uh, the Vern and I are going to. Uh, we're going to take this. We're going to take this one on home. Um, and so I'll, I'll ask, uh, so before we get into our ratings, any, uh, and I know we kind of delved into themes and all kinds of stuff, any final thoughts before, uh, or before we get into our ratings? Well, I mean, uh, th- this movie, I, I, I like the fact, and I know that, uh, Julia DeCarnell has said in interviews that she kind of gets irritated when people refer to this as a horror movie, because, you know, she did want to disturb people with this Sherita was disturbed it was not to scare instead she wants to view her work as a mix of comedy drama and a teen movie and body horror yeah and I can definitely see this because she essentially is going to say I'm going to create a coming of age teenage drama but I'm going to put it on I'm going to twist it on its ear I'm going to bite its flesh a little bit and make something totally unique and different and I love her for doing that. Um, I love this movie a lot more than I loved her second feature, Titan, which I enjoyed. I liked, but not as much as I enjoy Raw, because Raw definitely has a story arc. Titan, it's really hard to decipher that movie much more than Raw. Um, I will also say, too, that Raw introduced me to this French band called Ortiz. They are the band that's playing when Justine is in the mirror, kind of doing kissy faces at it. And that song comes on. Uh, they are a goth rap group who want to sing songs up to men the way that men sing songs to women. And they want to like 
flip the ears yeah on the whole rap genre so i love it for that um yeah i just think this movie is just a crazy feature it's not really going to be for everyone but i just like the i like the intent of someone to do something different because if you look at pictures of Juliette Cornell, she doesn't look like the type of woman that would make these movies. And I think she may be our next, like, David Cronenberg, in a way, who is a woman that seems very normal. But I'm very curious about how, what her career is going to be. Uh, I imagine she may do a remake of a horror film, just the way that David Cronenberg remade The Fly. I can imagine her doing a remake of some older movie and putting a new twist on it and making it very twisted and crazy and disturbing. Um, you might get like a comedian like uh, Patton Oswalt producing it because Mel Brooks produced uh, David Cronenberg films. He produced David Lynch films. So yeah. I can imagine some sort of weird analogy right there. But yeah, bless her for just doing things different and unique and creative. And I love Raw for being that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, final final thoughts for me. So I um, I really 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 appreciate this film. Uh, kind of like we touched on earlier, it is it is gorgeously shots or mm -hmm. gorgeously shot. There are some there are some scenes in here that uh, you could well if it didn't have to do with disturbing content uh, and you wouldn't scare away your company, you could frame on on your wall and it would be a work of art. Um, Go ahead. Go although, ahead. although when she's when uh, Justine is eating the finger, that could be a poster and tagline line for KFC. Call it finger licking good. <laughs> yeah. Put that on the poster right there. Try new chicken fingers, and it's just a picture of Justine in a finger, and she can turn the camera. And go, yeah, it's finger licking good. Yeah, either that or her eating the raw chicken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's so good. You don't even have to cook it. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a film that I, uh, that, that I appreciate. But um, on the other hand, it's one that I don't find entertaining. I, and I don't, I don't know uh, exactly why this is. And it's, it's crazy because this is a very, very unique film. I haven't really, honestly, you know, you can make comparisons to, to different movies, uh, as far as, you know, atmosphere or maybe lighting or something like that, but I have never seen any movie like this. Um, so I, I do appreciate it, but I just, I, I kind of found myself wondering, uh, throughout during several points in this, in this movie. So I, I like it, but it's not something that I love and probably probably something that I won't return to on a regular on a regular basis. That's fair. Yeah, fair enough. No. Um, which which hurts me because I love art house films and I know a lot of people love this movie. Uh, <laughs> so don't come for me, but <laughs> no, it's, it's totally cool. I, I totally yeah. respect uh, that opinion standpoint because, uh, yeah, there are some parts of the movie that do kind of run a, a little bit slow um and maybe you just uh maybe you just need to be in sort of like that that mood to yeah. watch this company's drama because when you think the movie about a girl that comes to like this school she turns a cannibal you're i mean i was spending some sort of like off the wall maybe a little bit crazy uh because it is not really a horror movie it's like this teen drama with like weird stuff in there 
And if that's like the main theme, I can totally understand completely why someone would not be entertained by this. You can enjoy watching it and respect looking at it and realize, yeah, the lot of craft went into making the movie is just not the type of entertainment that I want to watch. And I completely understand and respect that, have no, you know, hatred or anything about that at all, because you watch the movie. Yeah. There's been a lot of people out there that wouldn't even give this movie a chance. And the fact that you did, yeah, that's totally cool. It's not for you. It's not for you. No, no in the world, no in the world. It's, it's awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll get into our ratings of this film. I'll start with Gabby. I'll give her a rating. She gave, you know, she told me and she was like, you can quote me, fuck this film. Uh, <laughs> she oh, <didn't>. damn. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, like I said, she is not uh, much of a gore fan. And there were several things in here that turned her stomach. Um, and so, uh, for Gabby, it is a, uh, it's a, it's a one out of five for her. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then we will we'll, we'll turn it to you and then I'll, I'll I'll go last this time. So, uh out of out of 5, what are you giving raw? I really like this movie. Um it's not a perfect movie, but it's still very close. It's almost I'm going to go with a 4. I do that mainly because of some pacing issues, a few things. Uh there's the whole plot element about her parents being sort of like uh ridiculed at the school that thought didn't need to be in there i uh, didn't hear, need to hear about the parents just concentrate on the sisters but i thought the performances were strong uh it's a movie that this would be like my third time watching it and yeah i i admire the movie very much just because of its style i would buy the blu-ray if it had a commentary track from julia DiCarno just because i want to listen to her mind talk about this movie so yeah four out of five stars yeah, I, actually, I, I probably would enjoy that more than, you know, just watching the movie on its own. I would love to yeah hear the uh, the thought process behind the film. That would mm -hmm. be pretty neat. Um, so as far as mine, I, like I said, I like I like the film and I appreciate the film. Technically, it is it is so, so good. Um, but as for, you know, my rating, I would give this a three out of five uh, for me. Fair enough. All right. Uh, yeah. And um, I did put this out on the Twitters to get uh, to get you guys' opinions. Um, and I had, I had a couple, uh, we'll go to the, the, the best one though. Um, and that is from movies for days, uh, friend of the show. Thank you, uh, my dude for writing in. He says the director is one of my top two modern day favorites. This movie is a total banger. He's still in my vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> he said, great look at hazing sisterhood, generational trauma, and the shady line that divides humans and animals. So movies for days really, really, really digs this one. Um, and I can see why, like I said, I, you know, it's not, maybe it's not, you know, my right in my yeah. uh, wheelhouse or, you know, directly for me, but I understand people who, who love this film. And yeah, that's, uh, that, yeah, well, that's a great thing too about movies. You know, there's been a lot of movies that I did not much care for. Uh, I know a lot of people love the movie Nope. And I can totally understand why people love Nope and put in high regard. Uh, it just wasn't, for me but i still respect the movie very much i thought it was shot beautifully acting was fine it just didn't connect with me emotionally and i think that's a great thing about film and having conversations like we're having right now about this movie because even though you weren't very much entertained by the movie uh i think that and i hope i don't want to try to speak for you boomer but i hope you would enjoy this conversation that we had on the movie with me and gabby about it more than the actual movie itself maybe Oh, I did. Yeah. I, I, not yeah. only did I enjoy it, but yeah, I learned, 
um, several things. Like I said, you know, I came into the into our discussion today with a few questions, uh, things you know that that I really didn't understand about you know the motivations of the characters or or why things happened. And, you know, you guys kind of spoke to that. And I love that. I love being able to come to a discussion yeah. like this and talking about movies, uh, regardless of, you know, what my personal thoughts are on it. So, yeah, sure. I'm so glad that you, you came on today. And I, I did. I have a blast uh, discussing this with you, my friend. Well, who else do we have on the Twitter? Who else made comments about this? Uh, so Horror Wolf, uh, he said, I really liked it. <laughs> hey, thank you, yeah. Horror Wolf. Um, Evil Reaper uh, had never seen it and was just asking for uh, for my opinion on whether it was good or not. And I I told him, you know, I was like, listen, this it's a great film. It's it's really really good. Um, you know, with with the caveat that uh, you kind of have to dig a slow burn. Um, I was I said, and we didn't even get into the ending, but I was like, the ending in this movie is wonderful. It's a wonderful Ooh. wonderful ending. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, but and then I I waited a few minutes. And then, I, and then I wrote back to him and I was like, oh, also, um, you're going to have to be okay with gore because there are a few disturbing scenes in this movie. Yes. <laughs> I've made that mistake before where I, <laughs> I, have, uh, I have suggested a movie and then, uh, you know, kind of didn't properly warn somebody uh, going into it. And mm -hmm. uh, that, that kind of came back to bite me. <laughs> so made sure uh, yes. that I put those caveats out there. Um, well, that's it for us today. And uh, again, thank you uh, for joining us. And uh, one more time, my friend, uh, why don't you tell the listeners out there where they can find you and uh, your wonderful show? Thank you very much, Boomer. Yes, uh, we're available on all podcast platforms. But if you just go to our website, cinemarecall.net, or just type in your little Google search engine, Cinema Recall Podcast, you can find our show on a whole platter, platter of places. We're on Twitter at cinema underscore recall. Um, I know like recently we had on guest Jill Gavar-Gizian of The Stylist, who was previously on Podcast in the Woods. Uh, check out the previous episode that Boomer did as well. That was a great interview. Uh, but yeah, it was so cool to have her on our show. Uh, I believe by the time this comes out, we'll be having on uh, author, life coach, podcaster, adult film star, um, ice, ice skate champion, Oh my Portland Jewel will be on our show this coming week. And I know that me and Ashley uh, will be at Convergence coming up soon. And we'll be doing some videos and some content over there. I'm not quite sure which, uh, but yes, but definitely check out all of our past shows. I greatly appreciate it very much. Thank you, Boomer, for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. It's an absolute, uh, just uh, just an absolute pleasure, uh, pleasure and honor. Uh, my friend. And uh, yeah, I loved, I loved having you on before and I'm so glad we could do this uh, again. Um, it's, it's always amazing having you on the show. And that is uh, it for us tonight, guys. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us one more time in the woods and until next time, stay scurry.